I'm so excited to have you here for the next episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. Today we're going to be talking global education. We're going to be speaking with an amazing educator. Um, just so happens to be another Microsoft innovative expert. And his story and examples of how he has expanded the learning beyond his four physical walls of his classroom. This is a great episode. Lots of useful tips. And so anyone looking to figure out how to get their students in classroom connected with other classes and experts and people from all over the world. This is the episode for you. We also take a look at some other amazing things that he's doing, such as a project he just recently finished where he did a global Skype breakout EDU. Guys, I'm telling you, this is a good one. Lots of great information. Let's get into it right now. Hello everyone, this is Coffee Chug. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. This is Coffee Chug, and I am here today with another amazing educator who's doing great things. Um, and the topic today is, is going to take a look at uh, global education. But before we dive into that topic, I want to make sure that Todd gets a chance to introduce himself. So, Todd, um, quickly here, uh, why don't you explain to everybody kind of who you are and uh, what you do? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm Todd Flory. I teach fourth grade in Andover, Kansas, and this is my sixth year of teaching. Um, I'm a Skype master teacher and a Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert, um, and I believe in uh, creating uh, global educators, um, so I try to set my classroom up as um, sort of a global classroom um, and have my students do as many um, kind of global experiences as possible. That's awesome. And so maybe talk a little bit about, I know... We talk about global classroom. Let's maybe start off with just to make sure everybody's on the same page. And, and how would you define a global classroom? So if we're going to talk about this topic, we should probably make sure that everybody's thinking the same thing. So what do you mean when you talk about a global classroom? Okay. Um, what I mean is that my students have a chance to experience other cultures. Um, so we're right in the middle of Kansas. Um, and many of my students may not have the opportunity to travel very much Um and so uh, I think it's really important for students to experience other cultures and to interact with peers, um, to teach them and learn from them who may look different from them or sound different from them, whose schools look different from our school. Um, and so I think that's a good way to kind of build understanding and empathy and develop some of those soft skills, um, as well as dive into the content also. And I agree. I think, you know, in this day and age with the amount of technology we have at our fingertips, it's almost a disservice if we're not doing those things to expose to our kids. Yeah, exactly. um, so it, 
as, as you're talking about this, your, your, your six years of teaching, you know, you're, you're relatively still new um, and you, you're doing these, these amazing things. How did you get involved? And so if someone's listening and going, okay, I'm listening because I'm interested in global education or expanding my classroom walls, how, how would someone go about getting started? Um, I really started doing some Skype in the classroom work um, and video conferencing, I would say maybe three or so years ago. Um, we were doing a unit on space, um, and I uh, found out that we were able to Skype with NASA, um, and so I scheduled a couple of those. Um, and you know, we could have looked up in our textbook, we could have you know hopped on the internet um, and did some internet research. Um, but for my students to have the opportunity to talk in real time with an astronaut and ask questions and hear firsthand, um, that was sort of an eye-opening experience for me and, and for my students as well. Um, I kind of realized that learning, we weren't limited to the four walls of our classroom, we weren't limited to um, you know what books we had in the classroom, um, really the world is our classroom. And so as, if I could contact people and find connections um, then I could bring in experts. Um, my students could do authentic research, um, and it would just make their learning um, come alive so much more um, than before. Um, so that's really how it started. And then from that point, um, I started doing some mystery skypes, um, which is a great starting point for anybody who's um, kind of looking to get into this. Um, it's it's pretty low key. Um, basically, people aren't familiar with mystery Skype. Um, Classes are connecting with each other, and they're asking yes or no questions to try to guess the location of the other class. Um, so it really helps with deductive reasoning, geography skills, and so forth. Um, and then from that point, that's often a springboard into more collaborative projects. Um, so we've done some projects with other classes where it started with the Mystery Skype. Um, our students really enjoyed it, and then the teacher and I um, kept in contact and then uh, came up with a more collaborative project based on that. Awesome. Man, there's just a, a ton of examples right there. Um, how cool would it be to connect with NASA as opposed to just reading it in a, in a textbook, which we all know is not the most exciting platform of learning knowledge. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's a necessity, but um, there are ways. And you talked about the mystery Skype, um, and I'll make sure in the show notes um, that we lead some links to the OneNotes and things like that. I mean, this is all created for people to get started, all free, of course. Um, and that's where, where I got my start as well. And so I would agree with you. It's, it's a very low-level, stress-level, kind of easy way to get going. Um, one of the questions that I know pops up all the time uh, when I, as I try to help teachers and people get going globally, um, and you talked about you jumped on NASA, you got collaborative projects. What's, what's your process for finding these people? Um, because I think a lot of people go, yes, I get it. I would love for my kids to talk with NASA. I would love to have classes in other states or countries, wherever it might be. But I don't know where to look or where to get going. So how, how have you gone about trying to find these, these people to uh, connect with? Um, there's a few different ways. Um, I think the main easy button is um, there's a lot of connections you make on the Microsoft Educator Community um, website and the Skype My Classroom page. Um, so it's really easy to um, look for different classes. You can narrow down by um, region of the world, by um, subject level, by age of the students. Um, and then you can just send them an email and say, hey, I'm looking to connect. Um, we're studying the rainforest, um, and would you have your class um, 
talk with wine and then share some things. Maybe we can compare and contrast um, different um, climate, weather, geography, things like that. Um, so that's a great site. Um, I've also gotten some contacts through Twitter. Um, so just kind of expanding my own personal learning network. Um, and also, I think um, it helps to sort of think about your own network, um, maybe not even your own education network, but just who do you know that's an expert on a certain topic? Um, do you know somebody who lives in a different part of the country or a different part of the world that you can connect to and um, create that bridge for your students? Um, so kind of just thinking about who you know or who you know who might know somebody else and trying to network that way. Yeah, and I would agree. I think, too, for me, I think what I have found is not being afraid to ask. I think sometimes we think we're going to be a burden if we ask people to connect or whether it's experts or um, whoever it might be. And really, at the end of the day, if they don't respond, you're not out anything. But if they say yes, you have a connection. So I think a lot of times it's we know who to contact. We just have to have the courage to go send out an email or a tweet or whatever it might be to um, make it happen. Yeah, um, I think yeah be, go ahead. I think people will be really surprised also how willing people are to connect and share with students. Um, yeah, yeah. You say that, you know, I'm a teacher. My students are, are studying the subject. Um, we'd really love to talk with you and learn about this subject firsthand. Um, a lot of people are really receptive to that. So what has been, you've done done multiple projects. What's been like one of your, your key like light bulb moments in going global and expanding beyond your four walls where you're like, this is why I have to continue to do this. Do you have one of those moments where you're like, this is, this is it. This is the, the, the reason why I must continue to push this through. Mm. Um, I have a couple of examples. Um, about a year ago, we did a writing um, a writing project with the class in the UK, um, and so our students wrote um, adapted uh, Robin Hood stories, and their students wrote adapted Wizard of Oz stories. Mm. Um, and we talked about story elements. We exchanged um, papers. We um, set our kids up one to one, um, so they're able to read their partner's story, give them some feedback, um, illustrate their partner's story, and then we got together through Skype and then shared those shared those illustrations and oh, feedback. Cool. cool. Um, so one of the most powerful things of that experience was um, one of my students that year was pretty shy, and um, his partner came up and he um, gave the comments for um, my student's story, um, and... I looked over and I saw my student, and he just had the biggest smile you can imagine on his face. <laughs> um, so at that point, you know, I, I realized that here is somebody from, you know, thousands of miles away that you know he probably wouldn't meet in person, um, and somebody he didn't know, and he was giving a compliment to this student's writing in front of both classes, mm. um, just sort of lifting him up that way. So, um, you know, we're combining the writing piece and the academic. Um, piece, um, but also the emotional piece, and that was really a powerful, meaningful experience for my student. Yeah, and I've I've had similar experiences where almost like sometimes is there's a kid who doesn't really have a voice within the school for whatever reason, whether um, they don't think they fit in or they just naturally kind of fit into a role where they've always been quiet, and then all of a sudden something through the online medium of working with someone new, a fresh face, just all of a sudden just ignites them to want to speak and share. And, and there's something powerful about getting feedback from someone that's not right there in the same classroom. Yeah. I don't, and it's just, it's a powerful moment for, for a lot of kids. And some, for some of them, it's a breakthrough. It's a saving moment for some of them. Right. Yeah. 
Um, we also did a project, um, a Skype project last week. Um, we did a Skype breakout EDU. Oh. Um, so I wanted to wow. combine both. Um, so um, I worked with um, Danny Smogorowski, who's um, the technology coach in our district, um, another Skype master teacher. Um, and we developed some clues um, for each of the locks, and um, each clue led them to a different person um, in a different country around the world. Oh, wow. Um, so we ended up um, talking to somebody in Nigeria, um, Philadelphia, um, then went to Ireland, uh, Uruguay, and then ended up in Tasmania. Um, so each of those clues um, gave them some idea about um, just some things in their country, so maybe that country's culture or history, um, geography, economy. Um, and so each clue, they opened up a box, and um, that gave them a clue to say, oh, we're going to, I think our guess is Nigeria. And so I had set up the Skype call. Um, so my students, so we called, um, and then my student said, are you in Nigeria? And then he would confirm yes, um, give a few um, fun facts about his country, and then read a clue that I had written that led us to our next spot. Holy cow, that sounds awesome. I was just uh, sitting there going, so you, guys, so you basically had all these people kind of on standby, huh? To... Uh, yeah, well, I had scheduled um, the time that I that I thought we were going to call. Oh, okay. Um, we had spread out the entire day, so we had um, about um, four or five different stops. Okay. Uh, and I sort of spread out. So most of the clues, um, my students were working on the same clue um, as a class, except within small groups. Right. Uh, and most clues, they were able to get done in half an hour um, sometimes four or five minutes for the little more advanced clues. Um, so we just kind of spread out, and um, you know, if we had a little downtime, we would um, work on some other projects that we were doing. Um, but we sort of devoted that day to um, global learning and learning about different cultures and different geography around the world and so forth. That's that's awesome. I'm uh, I'm writing down, going figure out how to do this. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I, we're, we've got the breakout edu. We're, we got a lot of teachers on the bandwagon that love it, and I'm just sitting there yeah. going, "Wow, this 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 raises the stakes to a whole new level." That's awesome. They probably right. keep in mind because because what grade are you? You're elementary, aren't you? Uh, fourth grade. Fourth grade. So I think that's key. So a lot of people that think they can't do these things, either fourth graders and uh, kicking butt. That's awesome. <laughs> so one of the things that that you keep talking about that I think is important, that I think is another question that that pops in teachers' minds, is you're you're linking a lot of this to your, your standards, the things that you still have to do within your classroom. So as as you're planning these out. How do you how do you merge them? Because I know one of the stresses of a lot of educators around the world is there's all these things I want to do, but the pressures of ten thousand standards and whatever the the district or state expectations are, I don't have time for it. Which I know is we never have enough time. So how do you blend that, or what's your kind of thought process to to make sure that that it all kind of connects? Mm. Um, that's a great question. Um, you can really merge um, any Skype call with any standard. Um, you just sort of have to think outside the box. Um, so for instance, um, you can do a regular mystery Skype and be working on geography. Um, you can do a mystery number, um, which is uh, similar except instead of guessing the location, you're guessing a number, and tie in math standards. Um, you can do a mystery animal and tie in science standards. Um, we're currently doing a reading unit on the East Coast um, so we're talking about the geography and economy of the East Coast. Um, so I'm in the process of lining up some Skype calls for a couple weeks from now um, where we're going to be talking with somebody who's a lobster fisherman, 
um, somebody who's um, a lighthouse expert, somebody who works at a ski resort, um, a teacher who um, who runs an alternative school in Vermont, um, and they uh, make their own maple syrup mm-hmm. um, with the maple trees in their in the back of their school. Oh wow! Um, so you can really tie in all these things to your own standards. Um, these are all topics that we will be reading in our um, reading book, um, and we'll still read them, but. Um, having these Skype calls is just a great way to supplement that and make the learning come come alive and be more authentic. I love it. I love it. And I think it, it just kind of cements the ideas and kind of helps bring a, a relevance to the things that they're doing in the classroom. And I think that's, that's so important. So just to be respectful of, of your time here, um, as we kind of bring this to a close, so if someone's listening to this and you've you've given tons of amazing examples and, and shown some really awesome stuff, someone's going, okay. I'm going for this. I'm diving in. Um, what What are a couple tips or, or things that you would suggest? Uh, I know we've talked mystery Skype, but maybe even you know whether it's organization of the room or or, or on the back end of things, or maybe it is uh, an activity to get started with. What would be a couple tips that, to help people here as they're thinking, okay, I'm ready to go. What's my next step? Okay, um, I would definitely encourage them to. Um, get on the Microsoft Educator Community website. Um, I think that's an easy way to find people and find virtual field trips. Um, so I would schedule either a mystery Skype um, or a virtual field trip. Um, and there are a ton of free virtual field trips on that site um, on all on a host of different standards. Um, so I would start with that. Um, and it's one of those things where the more you do it, then the more ideas will come to you. Um, so start off kind of small, um, do a mystery Skype with another class in a different state in the United States. Um, and then if that goes well, schedule another one, schedule another one, or maybe schedule more um, sort of a larger project with one of those teachers. Um, so if you're studying a region, I know in fourth grade we study regions in the U.S., um, so why not connect with another class in one of those regions and um, have each um, classroom talk about what animals we see, what's the weather like, um, what kind of landforms do we have. Um, so just kind of start small like that, and then um, it's one of those things where the wheels will start turning, and you'll think of more ideas more ideas, and you just build from there. Awesome. I love it, and I think right there, are, that, that's a great place to bring it to a close. So, Todd, I appreciate uh, you sharing your insights and your expertise, and uh, we appreciate it so much, and we continue to look forward to uh, following you on your journey. I'll make sure I leave uh, your information in the show notes if people want to reach out to you and pick your brain or follow along to see what new idea you're doing next, um, I'll make sure that they have that information available to them. All right, sure. So thanks you so much. Yep, thanks for having me on. guys i hope you enjoyed that i hope you got some useful information as always a couple quick things if you enjoy this podcast series i would greatly appreciate you leaving a review or rating on itunes or whatever podcast platform you've accessed this this episode i would love any feedback comments ideas ways in which you're using in this case the global education i would love to hear from you more importantly if you 
know someone, yourself or someone else, that's doing something groundbreaking that needs to be shared with educators around the world, please reach out to me. I would love to get them on the show because as educators, it's time that we come together, start sharing, connecting, collaborating, and making this happen. We've got to join forces to take learning to new levels. So until the next episode, take care, stay awesome, and I look forward to hearing from you.